Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Super Mercado Brothers Video Game Music Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. This is the podcast where we share and discuss the very best in video game music, sometimes the very weirdest and the very creepiest. My name is Carl Brueggemann. And I'm his brother, Will Brueggemann. We are so excited today to finally do an episode on the, I believe it's 2002 Game Boy Advance soundtrack to Metroid Fusion. This Long is overdue. one of my favorite games of all time. Uh, Me too. I love the Metroid series, and its music is this perfect balance of spooky, ethereal, spacious, and uh, catchy at catchy the same time. Catchy and fun. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Exciting, yeah. This is absolutely insane because this was such an incredible year and day for Metroid fans. This game was simultaneously released alongside Metroid Prime. So if you were lucky enough to own both uh, GBA and a GameCube, Oh my god, just like an embarrassment of riches. Well, and the reason why was because uh, Super Metroid director Yoshio Sakamoto in Japan with the that team created Metroid Fusion while Retro Studios in Texas was working on Metroid Prime. Um, right. And it just so happened that both the games were amazing. And Metroid Fusion, interestingly enough, is probably more of a departure stylistically from the other games in the series, even though Prime was in a first-person perspective and was made by a team outside of Japan. It really kind of amped up what was already great about the Metroid series and brought it into the third dimension. Metroid Fusion mm-hmm. has a very different, a little bit more linear style with more of a narrative and story and i really think it's one it's one of my favorite metroid games because i think it's able to balance the exploration and kind of mm. the really the impetus for the series was kind of trying to mimic something like ridley scott's alien and i think metroid yeah, fusion does that with the most intention of any game in the series I totally agree. I think it might be my second favorite Metroid game, so it's crazy that my first and second favorite came out on the same on day. On the same day. <laughs> um, it's, yeah. it's just insane. I mean, it's probably the scariest Metroid game. I mean, especially when I think back to when I was playing it, you know, when I was much younger, it's a terrifying game, and it's a game that is so immersive and really captures the feeling of desolation and isolation more than almost any game I can think of. Yeah, there's something really creepy about being on a lonely spaceship. I think it's why it was a great setting for Alien, and it's fun to see the Metroid series finally get to pay such direct homage to its kind of original setting. Um, But the real thing that makes Metroid Fusion so scary for a Game Boy Advance game with relatively primitive graphics is its soundtrack, which was led by Super Metroid composer Minako Hamano, who on Super Metroid... Yeah, she was the lead composer. Yeah, she was the lead composer on this game, and on Super Metroid, uh, she worked with Kenji Yamamoto. Uh, and Minako Hamano, uh, you sh- might also be familiar with her. She was a composer on Link's Awakening, as well as mm-hmm. several other titles. She's a really diverse and wonderful composer. And to me, Metroid Fusion is her crowning achievement... Uh, not necessarily for the things that we typically praise on this show. I mean, she can write a beautiful melody up there with any classic Nintendo composer, but Metroid Fusion 
I see as being a really interesting soundtrack because while the game is tied to its sort of 2D platformer exploration roots, the soundtrack has a more cinematic and narrative-driven feel. There are oh, yeah, some absolutely. pieces of music that are location-based. Like, if you think of Super Metroid, you know, there's the Meridia area and the Brinstar theme and all the music's attached to that. Metroid Fusion has some of those, but a lot of the music is contextual based on what's happening in the story. And so mm-hmm. when a change of drama happens, you know, you, in the game you're talking to your ship's computer, and when the computer tells you a piece of information that's startling the music might change and that underscore might follow you as you traverse different areas well this is this is kind of interesting this is probably the least i guess i would say melodic playlist we've ever had and maybe i would say the most heavily ambient playlist we've ever had not that there isn't uh melodies but it's funny that it's for a gba score and i do think that's one reason we're doing it is because it's so darn impressive that they were able to get that sense of subtlety and yeah. ambiance on this system that's so hard to work with and so it's not a typical gba score and that's one one of the many reasons why we're, we're featuring it um because it's just so special yeah that's a great point carl it's just in terms of implementation it's really impressive and just sheer ambition the fact that you could have such a cinematic experience on the game boy advance i mean i think it's one of the things that cemented that console as uh, an instant classic, in my opinion. Yeah. So, so Monaco Hamano was the lead composer on this game. Uh, there was also another composer that joined her, and that was Akira Fujiwara, who has not done very much for Nintendo. A little more of an obscure figure. Now, it's a little confusing, but it's possible that uh, Monaco Hamano actually did provide that voice. You know, that says like danger. You know, occasionally just like this announcer voice. Um, it's a little unclear whether or not she was in charge of recording that. Maybe it was someone else or it was actually her voice. Well, and a funny story in Super Metroid originally, she actually recorded a voice for Samus when you die. Yeah. And they took it out because Kenji Yamamoto Mm -hmm. thought that it sounded too sexual. Uh, this right. Kind yeah. Of so I have a feeling, based on the wording of it, I think that that actually is her voice. Because apparently Nintendo of America wanted more voice actors, and like, but the thing is, it's a GBA cartridge, and they didn't have enough space, and so yeah. that's really the only voice they were able to have for it. So what you guys heard, let's get into the music. What you guys heard playing in was the title uh, from Fusion. We're gonna play. I would say ninety-five percent of the the music in this game. There's a couple of very droning tracks or kind of sound effect tracks that we're not playing, but most of the stuff we're playing here. Um, Let's move on to Sector 1, SRX. Uh, This is also known as SR388 Simulation Area, um, composed by Minako Hamano and Akira Fujiwara. Let's take a listen.
You guys are listening to SRX. This is Sector One music from Metroid Fusion. And yeah, this really reminds me of a lot of classic Metroid series tunes, some of which composed by Kenji Yamamoto. Will was mentioning when we were playing this that it might be the most Yamamoto-esque track on the score, but it also does remind both of us of her work on uh, Super Metroid. Yeah, this is a great piece of music. One of the first things you hear in the game, and you're very familiar with this track while you're, uh, you know, your entire time playing this game. Yeah, because this is the opening cinematic theme. The the game As well, starts yes. like Super Metroid with sort of Samus recounting a uh, recent experience in this sort of, I don't know, space diary. I don't know what you'd call it. And she recounts going to the planet SR388 with these mm-hmm. ground troops and stuff. So it, it what I love about it is there's this it's almost this game's version of characterizing Samus at the start of that she's kind of this empowered you know, well-armored hero, yet she mm-hmm. encounters this mysterious alien force that threatens her very life. And what I love about this piece of music, it has this real dissonant climb and it gets more oh my aggressive and frightening. It really does. Yeah, it's very dark. I mean, this really is one of the darkest <laughs> playlists we've ever had. And yeah, that's one of the things that gives you the sense of dread and fear in this game, which is a very important emotion to have in this game. That's not the only emotion. Yeah, I do um, think it's, it's well balanced, one. though, too, because there's dread. But in this, like, you still have a little bit of that almost like groove element. And there is yes, this kind well, of empowered hero quality as well. For me, is, it's well. curiosity for me. Yeah, oh, that's um, a great point. Because that's one thing that you experience early on in this game is very curious to explore and to see what's what lies yeah, ahead. A couple a couple harmonic things that she uses in here remind me a little bit of uh, one of the Meridia themes from Super Metroid. The use of almost like an octatonic scale with a lot of chromatic kind of half steps and these like shifting tonalities. The Metroid yeah. music is interesting because harmonically, I guess I'd say it's it's not overly complex. It's relatively simple, but it uses a mixture of different modes. Like there's a lot of like things like the Phrygian mode, really dark color minor modes and then a mm-hmm. lot of kind of half step movement you know you'll maybe yeah. that kind of one flat two one flat two kind of thing happens all over the place in the metroid series but metroid fusion is probably the most out there harmonically in terms of the levels of dissonance that it goes to and that's what's really exciting for me because it never becomes silly or stupid or inaccessible it's always very effective it's so tasteful and they did such a good job of implementation i mean the samples that they went with are really effective and very diverse get a lot of mileage and it just sounds good i mean despite the gba compression it just sounds great well we're going to play a track that you hear a lot in the game uh some people call it tension uh the title that i is environment sound parentheses tension uh and yeah this is just a great piece of score here let's take a listen to environment sound tension You guys are listening to Tension, and I have so much to say about this track. It's one of the tracks you hear the most often in the game. I love that the GBA and the GBA compression acts as this glue that blends everything together. I mean, one of the percussion sounds you're hearing is this kind of 
Roland electronic like hip hop hi hat. Yeah. But it's used in this symphonic film score way, and it's combined with other acoustic drum sounds. And definitely, the vibe here is 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 definitely trying to be orchestral. And I think that's so wonderful that it's it it's all part of it. And I do think it captures a little bit of the futuristic right. quality of this environment. But it just it blends together in such a great way. This is well, so effective. What I also love is Hamano and Fujiwara have created uh, a, a variety of threatening emotions. This one is mm-hmm. probably like middle of the road. You have the the more yeah, intrepid which is a little threatening but not that threatening. This one's kind of middle of the road. It's starting to get scary but it's not all out frightening. And then you have Yeah, the, you're like, still curious. You're still yeah. waiting to see what lies ahead. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I love that there's so much that's characterized in this though. I love the use of that like kind of clave sample. Because one of the things that it also characterizes is a little bit of uh, almost like a jungle-like nature quality. Because yes. the ship that you're on is called the BSL Station Biologic Space Labs. And they mm-hmm. basically, it's a simulation of these different environments. And it's home to all these different creatures, these alien creatures from different planets. It's such a brilliant idea. So that the music, while being threatening... And sometimes futuristic, it's not necessarily spacey. It's meant to characterize mm-hmm. this kind of foreign, bizarre alien worlds, which I think even in pieces like this that are more score and are more mood-based rather than environment-based, they still do a nice job with some of those percussion touches of maybe characterizing the 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 threat of all the different living beings and yeah. wildlife on this kind of space station absolutely well will hummed a little bit of what we're going to move on to next we hear this a lot in the game as well and i would say this is maybe one of the more empowering pieces of music it's one of my favorites on the score it's a great track this is called facing a huge reaction This is such good writing. One of the things that I was reading that Hamano said is she wanted to go for this approach in the music, maybe slightly less old school um, and, and, and melodic, I guess. I mean, this is a very melodic track, but but overall the tone of the score, she wanted to go for that so that the music wouldn't get repetitive and you wouldn't get sick of it. And that definitely was effective. I mean, the times when you do hear this melody, 
it just really gets you excited and, and feeling empowered. Well, the thing that I love is it's like a film score in that there aren't the sort of the catchy themes. They're not levels and they're not areas. Yeah, it's like exactly. you have this central motif that she's written, which is kind of like this game's theme of Samus. Um, the yum bum bum. Oh, it is. And it, and it really reminds you of some of the more classic melodic themes in Metroid and Super yeah. Metroid. It's a classic but Metroid what I theme. Will was remarking like how the writing is so legit here like a film score you're not presented its definitive version right away really you could say the definitive version so to speak of that theme doesn't come until the very final moments of the game and then yeah, maybe exactly. the end credits but what i love is this is really the first time we hear that motif that kind of back to the futurey motif um, but it's presented mm -hmm. with so much harmonic ambiguity and uncertainty. And the thing that I love is just how full-blown orchestral this feels with the timpani samples and then all the counterpoint. You know, you have that little brass melody, but she's using the PSG channels and all the other things for this really elaborate counterpoint. And it's a very deft cue. It's like a piece of film yeah. score that it's not just sort of this backdrop, steady 4-4 thing. There's constantly... It, it, it really characterizes the action, though it can't, you know, be moment to moment like a film score. It has that robust feeling to it. And I think that's something that's just really sticks with you in this game, whether it's the really creepy music that feels maybe more subtle and nuanced than you'd come to expect from this type of video game or something like this that's more empowering, but it feels more like a film score that anything can happen at any moment. You're kind of always at the I mean, I'm seat. so glad we're spotlighting on this. A track like this is so impressive because compositionally it is so legitimate and you're able to see and hear past these really crappy GBA compressed samples. Right. And that's just because the composition is so strong. It, it, you're kind of filling in the dots in your head, and it feels like a film score when you're playing the game. It, it truly does. Yeah. And that's so impressive. Uh, they were able to do that on the GBA. Um, let's play another piece of music that's kind of similar to the one we played before this. This is another Tension track. It's called Tension Before a Confrontation. listening to tension before a confrontation and this is kind of a specific use in the game it's it's pretty much used before boss fights yeah so the way that most of the boss fights in metroid fusion happen um and it's actually kind of different than super metroid if you remember most of the bosses in super metroid it's kind of like you immediately enter a room and the boss fight begins and you hear that yeah. and it's really intense right away. What's interesting about Metroid Fusion is there's kind of usually a few rooms or maybe one room before you get to the enemy boss and even the room itself it takes a while before the boss reveals itself and you get and that's this wonderful moment scarier. of tension. <laughs> yeah, and what I love about this, you have the, the effect of what's supposed to be like these sort of pad strings, low drones with a little bit of dissonance occasionally in there. And then you have this faint glimmery, I don't know, this sort of fluty synthesizer doing this uncertain kind of chromatic. Yeah, da, da, mm -hmm. da. 
again it has like an octatonic sounding quality to it um but it's so effective of having this kind of not calm before the storm because there's definitely a tension there Tense but it hasn't before the storm. <laughs> gotten into action yet and it's something yeah, that makes these so boss effective. fights yeah so effective because it's well, not like you're well, what prepared. you guys are going to hear you're going to hear the contrast because a lot of the boss music is very loud very busy and the most rhythmic of the music and in the game the most electronic stuff as well. like that and so that piece of music is such a great and stark contrast. Let's move on to uh, one of my favorite boss themes of the whole series, if I'm if I'm honest. I really like this track. And one thing that I love about it is it feels classic Super Nintendo to yeah. me. These samples remind me of even like Yoshi's Island or right. something. And this is the first boss fight. So it's, it's the, the most first almost like innocent sounding. I totally hear what you're saying about Yoshi's Island. Like it has this sort yeah. of simple, old-fashioned, classic game music sound where most of them start to get a little bit more abstract i love this track let's take a listen to versus arachnus You guys are listening to Versus Arachnus from Metroid Fusion. Um, and yeah, this is a great balance because there's a part of this Will was saying it's a little more innocent, at least compared to some of the other boss music, but still very dark, very creepy uh, harmonically. And so it's a really good balance. I think kind of the drums and the, and the overall energy of this, um, yeah, it's not... It's not the scariest thing in the world, but I think harmonically, it's it's pretty out there. Oh, totally. And it's this is classic Monaco Homano. You can tell this is the person who wrote, you know, Ridley's theme because it's very yes. daring and adventurous, but it also has this catchy, almost groove-based thing. Yeah, I love um, that combination. Very, very much like I the I love Ridley the theme. lyrical B section that that's threatening. A lot of the Metroid boss music, what I love about it is there is a beautiful melody in there that yada da 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 it's tragic too it sounds like something that could fit in like star wars or something like it's really evocative and i love that she balances those elements that you have a rhythmic based a section that's not so much about a melody but just about this you know pulsing young you know, one thing that I I do feel is almost more than any other game and soundtrack, I am yearning for a, like a really nice remake of this because yeah. I feel like this music, if this was presented in more of like a modern coat of paint, I feel like a lot of people would give it even more credit. I mean, I think this is a very acclaimed game, but... Oh my gosh, this music is just yeah, so well-written. It is well funny, written. too, though, because I feel like one of the things that's so impressive about it is that it was done for a GBA game and on this for sure. hardware. Um, and I almost think it's interesting because you have way more limitations than they would have had on the Super Nintendo, yet the music's more ambitious and it gets away with going further and is almost more subtle and more atmospheric. It's kind of amazing. I mean, I'd be curious to see... If they really had just made a straight Metroid 4 on um, 
uh, Super Nintendo, that I imagine it would have been a very different soundtrack. I mean, part of it might have just been the years that had passed in where um, console video game music had gone. So maybe Minako Hamano felt licensed to take the music in a further direction. But mm. I think the irony of going that step further in terms of a cinematic intensity in that paired with such a primitive console and primitive hardware, it's yeah. really awe-inspiring. It, it, it totally is. Let's move on to another uh, location theme. This is Sector 2 Tropic Area. Uh, the abbreviation of Sector 2 is TRO. And what I find interesting about this track is there's actually a sleigh bell that's used in it. But it really works in this track. It doesn't make me think of snow or ice here, uh, which is good. Um, I think this is a this is a very effective uh, example of kind of an ambient location theme. Let's take a listen to Sector Two. Guys are listening to Sector 2 TRO, Tropic Area. And yeah, not only, I mean, there's a lot of cool percussion things going on. That's kind of the heart of this. Not only is there that sleigh bell kind of driving the rhythm, but there's that vibra slap, which is usually kind of a silly effect, but it definitely works in this track. It has almost like a exploratory spy movie effect here where it's like you're there's a playfulness in this piece of music i love the kalimba i love i actually do love the string writing it's just yeah this is a track that reminds me of the prime series as well it's just really good metroid ambient location music i also one of my favorite things is you almost get like this weird chopped up tubular bell sample uh-huh it's cool it's it's, a cool sound it's of such an eclectic ensemble i mean yeah it's like sleigh bell i mean listen to this the idea of this it's almost all if not all acoustic instruments as far as what they're trying to be right acoustic instruments but but spliced together and used in a way that definitely feels electronic in nature and i think that's really effective yeah it's kind of like it it is interesting because you have strings yeah and you have bongos and you have sleigh (laughs) bell and you have tubular bell that's been chopped up and you Mm -hmm. have weird little kalimba plucky percussion it's such a weird variety but when you put all that together it it really does characterize this environment and it's married to the design of the location in the sector two is 
for me one of the most classic when i think of the game when i visualize the game yeah uh, that tropic area is well, what i think of there is one thing about this that i was being a little bit hard on is the bongo implementation uh there's some rhythmic issues some kind of discrepancies between the rest of the groove i'm sure that was difficult to, i think one to of the that reasons that is is something that i was kind of impressed with with the bongo sample is i think it was actually recorded as one sample like i don't yeah. think it's they didn't just sample couple, yeah. the low note and sample it wasn't the individual note. notes yeah. like that because you can hear the decay of the lower bongo in the next bongos play which mm-hmm. the, the gba it would have had to switch to a different sample so i think they made a sample that went boom and then i think one they that spliced went, it yeah you know so they had to kind of play it to the the track a little bit and i think some of that not quite being on the grid gives it a real human authentic <laughs> quality which is pretty cool yeah we're gonna we're gonna now move on to another boss theme this is versus cyclops and it's just a classic hamano track there's no doubt in my mind this is composed by hamano and it's that combination it's it's quite groovy and there's a drum kit in this uh there's that really high frequency bass electronic bass sound that is classic for a lot of video games kind of reminds me of that mushroom hill zone bass on the genesis but what's cool about it is there's a lot of crazy panning um that's used with this track and yeah it's just a really effective boss theme for the metroid series let's take a listen to versus cyclops It's just one of the best GBA scores because it sounds, it still sounds impressive. I mean, part of it is just the great composition, but yeah, I mean, I'm just, I'm not hearing the limitations as much on the GBA. I'm just hearing the emotion. The weird variety of instruments kind of obscures what it's going for. That is actually like Uh an accordion sample. But it, it just, but it's like, is that French horn? Together. Like, yeah. what is that? You know, yeah, you don't really know, and it's a good thing that you don't know. It's very eclectic. I love this track so much. I mean, you know, you see what I'm talking about with that bass is just going all over the place, and I think that's effective whether or not you're listening on headphones or the speaker. I mean, you can kind of hear it go all around, and that's again to convey these bosses. I mean, there's a great use of dynamics in the score. There's a lot of pieces of music where volumes will swell up and then right. go down, and it really feels like the music music is kind of flying around you like right. these bosses and, and are. that's an effect that they started on Super Metroid and the idea right. of an ostinato based composition where you have a, a one singular idea that has dynamic swells it's amazing they were able to do that on the GBA but this is a piece of music <laughs> it reminds me a lot of Super Metroid particularly yeah, the for um, sure. spore spawn track the that kind of guy who 
almost dances around the screen as those projectiles mm-hmm. fall. It, it's it, not a similar boss to that necessarily, but the, it's from a similar compositional mind. Um, God, this is so outstanding. One of my favorite things is the. Um, I love that. That's too. such a Metroid-y, yeah. weirdly atonal phrase. Just and, so many yeah. great ideas in the score, man. Really impressive. Let's move on to another piece of, I guess, environmental ambience. This is a track that, again, you hear uh, a few times in the game. This is called Silence 2, or again, Environment Sound, parentheses, Silence 2. One of the creepiest uh, uses of music in the game, because when I hear this, I just know that something menacing lies ahead. (laughs) Let's take a listen to Silence 2. You guys are listening to Silence 2. Um, a lot of these environment sound pieces, and I think we have one more to come, are incredibly short. Um, but we did want to talk about them because, first of all, you hear them maybe more than anything else in the game. Uh, and it really embodies the feeling that you have with this game, especially the sense of fear. Uh, just, just so effective. Well, yeah, they're also, I think, the most effective pieces because the fact that they're short is kind of the nature of why they work is they're meant to be short because you're kept in suspense and it's the thing that makes it feel filmic uh so much film music mm. and tense it's about repeating this little phrase and then something yeah. happens and so the fact that you hear these short repeating phrases subconsciously our brains have been you know we've been trained to experience film music that way so when you hear these short you feel like something's <laughs> going to happen any moment. And usually they're always placed in times where there isn't something right around the corner necessarily. Yeah. But it's just so effective. Sometimes this well, piece of music well, happens best during dialogue for, sequences. You know? That's the best thing for horror movies or for horror games is a lot of times there isn't a payoff. There isn't anything scary that jumps out at you. Right. But that's what makes it more it's scary is that you don't know when yeah, it's going to A lot of times happen. th- this happens, um, there's kind of this, there's a moment where you realize that the ship's computer, this robot intelligence, almost has <laughs> Don't this, spoil anything. Yeah, <laughs> has almost like maybe a nefarious... Uh, working with someone in the Federation. And sometimes it's like you get reprimanded by this computer and it'll say Mm -hmm. like, Samus, dot, 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 you shouldn't have done that. And this track will play. And there's this like weird, like, what's going to happen to me? And this computer also has the ability to lock and unlock doors. So there's this amazing (laughs) moment in this game where this track happens and Samus is basically like, ah, screw you. And she goes to leave and she's locked in. Mm -hmm. And then you have to go back to the booth and be like, hey, open the door. And it's like, I've been authorized to not... It's very like Hal from 2001 kind of a creepiness. I love this game. All right, let's move on to another sector track. This is Sector 4, AQA, Aquatic Level Control Zone. Here we go.
You guys are listening to Sector 4, Aqua Level Control Zone. And I really love how there seems to be a pretty clear style for the location themes, for the sector themes. They're very minimal. There's there's very little in the way of melody. Um, it's all about vibe and mood. Um, and they're pieces that are a little bit longer forms that you're definitely not going to get sick of. And that was, um, again, that was Hamano's, one of her main goals, is she didn't want this sector music for you to get sick of it. Right. But I actually really love how different it is from uh, maybe more of the specific uh, score moments, such as those environment sound moments. The other thing that's cool is they're totally married to the interactivity in the stage. And even though this is technically the aquatic area you're not doing a lot of underwater traversal um this part because mm-hmm. there's like not uh, in this part, live no. wires in the water so if you go in the water you actually get electrocuted so there's exactly. that some of that um is characterized in the music in a nice way and though we might describe it as not being melodic that's just relative to like game boy <laughs> nintendo music relative to our i mean relative to like an actual playlist. Uh, get the fact I mean that that's melodic like you can memorize it it's just not necessarily what you would expect from a, like the from what Super Metroid really established which is every yeah. area has a kind of clear melody despite being atmospheric it's like Donkey Kong Country in that way that there's atmosphere there's ambience but there's clear melodic yeah it's interesting I, I think that in some ways there's a carryover in, in philosophy from the location themes from Super Metroid but overall I would say a little less emphasis on catchiness uh, memorable yeah. melodies and a little well, more on the- ambience the environment themes, the like sector themes, which is this game's version of, you know, Norfair, Brinstar, Meridia. Yes. Here it's sector one, two, three, four. Those are not the the main I feel like where most of the effort and the score and what sticks with you are the almost cinematic things. And I don't mean yeah, like exactly. cutscenes that you watch. I mean the music that carries that are, from yeah, they're, they're tied to, to a specific moment. Yeah. And that's what I love about the game is that you can go over the same area and later in the game you have completely different mm-hmm. music because it's about what's happening. If it's a moment of escape yeah. or a moment of mystery or maybe the power goes out and the lights go down, then the music changes. It's not just the it's not the sort of blanket oh when i'm in this environment i hear this it's so effective yeah yeah let's move on to another boss theme and this one is probably the most like dancey in the whole score features a really strong kind of dance drum beat again that really heavily crazily panned um bass instrument Uh, it's a little bit of a different because this guy moves like lightning fast he's this weird snake thing that zips all around this music is so effective uh for this boss fight let's take a listen to versus saris Thank you. 
Guys are listening to Versus Ceres. Um, a great boss track. I mean, there's just enough melodic interest. I mean, a really nice and groovy riff that has a lot of repetition, clearly. Um, but yeah, this actually reminded he will. He was saying it reminded him of uh, music you might hear in, in like even Metroid Prime Two. Yeah, which is definitely which I agree with. Hamano worked just a on great Metroid Prime boss Two. Track. Yeah, yeah, she did. It's cool if you're fans of Hamano and Yamamoto and their music in the Metroid series. And you really you should be. There's so much great stuff there. I mean, Yamamoto's Metroid Prime soundtrack is one of my favorites. The Prime Two soundtrack, yep. the Prime Three, is really good. And Yamamoto did Metroid Zero Mission which is kind of a reimagining of Hip Tanaka's music as well as some new stuff. Which is very uh, good. Yeah, they, they really seem to have a clear dialogue and clear sense of what the Metroid music is about. And if you'll remember, they were working on these soundtracks um, at the same time. So while Yamamoto was scoring Retro Studios Metroid Prime, uh, Hamano was working on Metroid Fusion. <laughs> so you can definitely God. tell that they, they must have been in dialogue with one another and um, probably sharing things and sharing ideas because there really is this linkage between styles. I mean, can we go back to that time? I mean, as a Metroid fan, I just yearn for that <laughs> for that time again. I mean, gosh... Just just amazing. You have these two incredible games that come out at the same time. And I do think Yamamoto has some... If I remember, I remember seeing a credit for him in the soundtrack. Maybe it's like sound director or... Di- I like think he it did might some be a, just advisor. a special thanks or something. Oh, yeah. yeah. He might have done some work yeah. with sound effects too, though, on it. Um, mm-hmm. Or maybe it's a credit from some things that they use. But definitely the yeah. the... Uh, some of the like synth elements in this one do remind me of like uh, uh, what's it called Sanctuary Fortress in Metroid Prime 2 yeah while we play this next track I'll take a look and see if I can track down anything official uh, about his involvement let's move on to another sector theme this is sector 6 the abbreviation is NLC this is Dark Area You guys are listening to Sector 6, Dark Area, and Will's memory is correct. Kenji was the sound director on this game, so who knows how much of an impact he had on on going for the style that was, uh, you know, that these composers went for, uh, kind of overseeing all of it, making sure it all fit the vibe in the right way, so... Very the other cool. thing that we we really never know with that sort of title of sound director is especially when you're overseeing other composers and you're a composer yourself and working on other music we really don't know it's like it's possible Kenji made like a demo track 
early mm-hmm. in development that influenced the style that they went with. And maybe part yeah. of elements from that get used. There's definitely, I mean, a history of kind of ambiguous. For instance, Kazumi Tataka was sound director yeah, exactly. on Link's Awakening. And so much of that music sounds Tataka-ish. He's technically not credited as a composer, but I really have suspicion he that he did he write did stuff because they even used some of his themes from other games. So it's just interesting um, the way that yeah. crediting works. But either way, uh, though Yamamoto is not a composer on this game, their almost symbiotic relationship, uh, Hamano and Yamamoto, they, you, that's at play here. And part of it is, I think, because yeah. they were working on those games concurrently. Let's move on to another sector theme. This is sector three, restart the cooling unit timer mission. Here we go. You guys are listening to Sector 3 Restart the Cooling Unit Timer Mission, and what I love is there's just a little bit of hope and a little bit of that excited, empowered energy that we get in this track. So good. Yeah, I love the yum-bum-bum, that's sort of like the yeah. Samus theme for the game, and we almost always hear it characterized in this sort of minor setting until uh, this track towards the end when you get it in its mm-hmm. more Lydian heroic presentation, um, but it's like film music, kind of how you hear the Star Wars main theme in minor, when something yeah. sad is happening. I mean, the, the way that she characterizes this motif this melody it's very filmic and how deft it is you just get a little taste of it and it's interspersed all this more functional uh, almost action sounding music but yeah the the tone of metroid fusion every single piece of music is completely uh it's almost flawless in terms of its function and you can tell yeah. that uh they fits like a they glove. played the game a lot they experienced it the it's married to the images the the almost tempo of every track is perfect for how i just picture this environment kind of as you're scrambling to get to this boiler room but the gameplay there's not a lot of fast running there's a lot of sort of slow jumping and traversing this really hot environment i love sometimes the you Asana. wish it was faster, especially when right. Satax is chasing you. <laughs> right. Well, and uh, oh the, in this game, there's like a countdown timer, three minutes until detonation. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's great. It's something that's so Metroid that you can just kind of get with one note is the doubling of 
uh, compressed timpani and strings <laughs> on the low. Th- just when you hear bum bum bum, classic. That it's like, oh, it's Metroid. <laughs> Absolutely, it's Metroid. Let's move on to a boss theme. Probably the most different boss theme. It sounds nothing like the others, and man, is it scary. Let's take a listen to Versus Mother Plant. Guys, listening to Versus Mother Plant, so effective. It's such a short boss theme, but you kind of, it masks its loop in a really great way. Bringing back the sleigh bell that we first heard in the the main tropic area theme. Um, Yeah, great use of panning on the soundtrack. It just really feels like the music is flying all around you. This is so ominous. Yeah, and it's a, this is a great example of what I was talking about of the chromatic shift where um it's just it's essentially the same chord structure but moving up a half step and moving down a half step. It's very cyclical. Yum bum 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 yeah it's not a technique that. that these composers invented you know that type of thing we've heard in video but they're game very music from good the at using days. it <laughs> but yeah it's so evocative this is another one that reminds me of that spore spawn this is probably uh, i think a direct reference to that because this boss fight yeah. does have those same little spores drifting down from the mm-hmm. ceiling and uh this is this boss fight is interesting because you're fighting this sort of static chozo statue Mm-hmm. Um, that has all these vines and undergrowth in it. And it takes place in that Sector 2 area, which is why you hear the sleigh bell. Um, and this right. is the boss fight where you get the the plasma beam. So it's shooting these mm, blasts. Right. But what I love about this and why this is a very different boss theme is it's not a very active boss. This creature doesn't yeah, exactly. move at all. You're the it's only one so moving perfect. and you're jumping to these platforming, avoiding these projectiles and these creatures that if you fall into it, you it's basically you die because you can't get out of it. They start chewing you and there's What a perfect way to do. score that. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, sometimes like less kind is of Fancy in that it has the delay <laughs> for dick, all dick, the dick, dick, almost dick, yeah. 16th note subdivision because it's just yum bum 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 but you get yep makes it groovier yeah it's really cool really cool we're excited now guys to move on to this week's track of the week This is Sector 4. We already had a Sector 4 theme, but this is Underwater Area, which is a gorgeous piece of music, a music that uh, stopped me in my tracks when I was playing the game, not just the music, but the entire experience. It's a very memorable moment, and anyone who's a fan of this game will remember uh, this part of the game. It's just really great video game music. Let's take a listen to Underwater Area.
Incredible. You guys are listening to Underwater Area. It's a Sector 4 theme. And that that melody, oh my god, you have to wait for it. It's so powerful. Probably one of the most powerful moments of melody um, in the score as far as how, how it hits you emotionally. Yeah, this is a great piece of music. It's, it's if I was going to show someone one track from this game, it would be this. Because it's very ambient, um, and it definitely sets up the vibe that you hear in this game. It's just such great writing. It really gets your imagination going. And there's moments of beautiful melody, too. Yeah. Love this. It's so outstanding. I mean, the kind of really free rubato harp. Yum, bum, 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 so bum, effective. Bum, bum. But like Very expressive. really beautiful and interesting dissonances and chromaticism. Uh, almost has a robotic quality to it that I love, too. And then, yeah, this buried... Robotic rubato. Ev- evocative... Um, kind of coming out of uh, this silence this beautiful lyrical theme that also has a bit of threat to it this track is beautiful but frightening it's much like the you know the vast ocean itself it's beautiful but it's also terrifying you know there's death lurking around every corner i think the underwater areas are so perfect for the metroid series because it's almost a personification of of space itself that it's amazing and vast and wondrous but there's also danger in every area if your suit ruptures you can drown and there's all these deadly creatures yet you can't help but just look at the beauty of everything Um, i know and so i just there's the reason why i think underwater themes (sighs) in games are often so spacey but this Mm -hmm. is maybe one of the best underwater environment pieces in the whole series because it also agree. does blend the score approach that Metroid Fusion has but it also has the mm-hmm. kind of melodic approach of something like Super Metroid but it makes you earn that um, and yeah. it's, it's not a formulaic <laughs> piece of music at all and oh it's just God. so effective there's so many things about it that I've never heard in another piece of music not another piece of video game music yet it's also accessible and memorable it definitely and it has that effect that you mentioned Carl that I can think I feel like almost every Metroid game has this sort of effect musically where hmm. there is a moment where a piece of music almost takes a bigger swing and it forces yeah. you to notice it and it stops you in your tracks. I mean, I think the, and, the pirate for frigate, some people, it might be the first time the pirate frigate, the crashed another underwater area in Metroid prime is that yeah. kind of moment where it's like, wow, this is beautiful. And there's yeah, is a great parallel. Well, to it uh i metroid series seems to love underwater environments i think maybe the first time you get to meridia in super metroid is a similar kind of moment um it it just it's a man it it really is i guess hard to even explain the emotion it's a mix of a lot of different emotions but it is unforgettable at least for me let's move on to another environment sound piece this is environment sound shock here we go <laughs> you know, originally I was going to combine this and make a little bit of a medley with this and the environment sound, I think silence too. It's, it's incredibly short, um, but you hear it a lot in the game. And I, we have to talk about it because, I mean, w- this track is why I wanted to do a Metroid Fusion episode. This That's is probably awesome. my favorite 
piece of music in the game and it it gets to what i'm talking it's about awesome, that it's but like, also it's, hilarious <laughs> well it's terrifying um and it's incredibly effective it's so just dark and advanced and it's just one of those it's like how is this happening on the game boy advance it's definitely the scariest piece of music in the game and it does happen at a lot of moments a lot of crucial uh moments of of sheer terror and it's one of the the things that makes me want you know that there's talks about that doing metroid prime 4 i'd love for Mm -hmm. them to go and just do full out like survival horror because i think Hmm. Metroid Fusion has that element to it and not the whole game but having those moments of you know I'm scared when I'm playing it in Prime 1 has that you know when you in Fendrana mm-hmm. Drifts when you go into that pirate lab and all yeah. the lights go out and you're in there with all the Metroids and I mean every Metroid game has some moment in it that's pretty creepy uh, and this music is straight up horror music I mean, if you listen to it, the level of dissonance and terror that this conjures, um, it Mm -hmm. sounds like something you'd hear in like Dead Space or Resident Evil. It's funny that they they titled this shock. I mean, I would disagree with that title. I would maybe say terror. Like if you have tension, silence, silence two, this would should for me should be terror. Well, it's shock (laughs) and then terror because shock is almost the first. (laughs) And then you have this. Oh, it's so good, man! And that's talk so about good. that like short repeating idea that's swelling in dynamics, so you just feel like kind of death is imminent. Yeah. Um, well, let's move on to a really effective boss theme. It's a, it's a nice little remix of uh, Hamano's Ridley theme. This is versus Ridley, and there's a lot of cool effects and cool colors that are going on in this track. Uh, a lot to talk about. Let's take a listen to versus Ridley. <laughs> of Ridley theme. This is versus Ridley. My favorite thing is that morphing voice-like synth sound. Wow. It's on the left and then it's on the right. It's so creepy, but also a little playful. Um, I also love the reverberant piano touches. It's really cool. Yeah, it's amazing. Like the orchestra Yeah, it's a great combination of instruments. Um, It's definitely a piece that the heart of it is kind of electronic as far as the sounds that you're hearing but the musical idea reminds me of film score so it's just this great combination i have to say the metroid series one of its biggest achievements uh is its music and i think the the thing that i would call it above all else what's so effective of any series i can think of i think it has the best linkage from title to title in terms of a through line style yet at the same time each individual game has its own kind 
kind of syntactic set of rules. And I think looking at the different versions of Ridley's theme are a good way of looking at that, that the version for Metroid Fusion has a completely different feel than the one that Yamamoto did in Prime, and it feels very yeah. different than Super Metroid and different than the one in Metroid Zero Mission, yet they you all, know, they're, they're all fit made, with each other. They're all made to order aren't they yeah. it's not they're not just throwing yeah, it you in can't just because, take oh, we've, one, you we've can't just take before. a track from super metroid and put it in this game even though stylistically there's so much in common every piece of music is married to the experience one thing that's interesting about this rearrangement is how much slower it is from the original piece of music and there's also something that i think she's trying to comment on here because most of the bosses in this game are all uh these creatures called the x parasites they essentially absorb yeah. the DNA of their host creature and kill them, and then they can kind of create these almost zombified, mutated clone versions of them. So Ridley, yeah. it's not really Ridley. It's this ex-parasite that's copied mm -hmm. Ridley's DNA. And so one of the things that you hear when you fight the core X, you hear that... Yeah. You hear that kind of instrument. So I like that she's interspersed that in this arrangement because it's sort of characterizing you're not really God, fighting so ridley you're fighting this weird mutated version of him. morphed version of yeah. it yeah it's so perfect well i'm gonna move on to now one of my favorite tracks in the game so empowering let's take a listen to the final command So good. You guys are listening to the final command and maybe the most uh, memorable moment in the game for me. I just, I would love to talk about this. Will, what were some of the feelings uh, that you felt at this point in the game, hearing this music? We've heard this theme so many times in minor, and now we're hearing this more triumphant version of it. Walk me through the emotions that you're feeling at this Man, time. Man, the emotions are excitement empowerment yes. and relief because uh <laughs> it's almost like this track cues the first moment when samus realizes that her sort of command her robotic command officer this computer she and him yep. are finally on the same page and finally. they're working together to destroy this it's ship. such a moment of relief and excitement and and you are so empowered. Yeah, when it's this capitulated by that you have almost every weapon upgrade that you could have in the game. That you, helps too. You probably have your energy tanks maxed out. You have all these missiles. You mm -hmm. have the gravity suit. You have the wave beam. You're like, it's you're just, brimming with power. It's one of the most effective uses of music I can think of in a game because listening to this 
track, just the audio here, I'm immediately transported back and I'm feeling those same things I felt when I played this right. part of the game. Well, and why I think Metroid Fusion Amazing. might be possibly the best Metroid soundtrack is because that feeling that I described is in every single Metroid game that you gradually yeah. power up your armor until by the end you're like ultra badass Samus. But maybe but, more powerful in this. Yeah, because <laughs> that's never been characterized by the music ever in the games because yeah. they've always been location based. This is the first game where that phenomenon has its own music mm -hmm. cue this almost euphoric sense yeah. of power and the, the thing that i love about the subtlety of what these composers did in metroid fusion and this is something that frustrates me about metroid other m is that people might argue that well a lot of that game has been kind of bashed a lot so we don't need to add to that but people no. said like with that game well samus was sort of a blank slate to begin so yeah they they did it bad, but it's not like she had any character. I so disagree because pieces of music like this characterize that Samus has this sort of softer side that she does mm -hmm. care about the way that she handles some of these creatures that she rescues yeah. in Super Metroid and in this game. There's this this almost f f like delicate femininity well, underneath all this like badass ferocious I love hero. that it's unsaid and it's it's communicated just by the music yeah. yeah well guys we're approaching the end here of our adventure let's take a listen to the epilogue from Metroid Fusion You guys are, uh, just listen to the epilogue from Metroid Fusion. Yeah, it, it's a really beautiful piece of music. And again, I love how contrasting it is to almost all of the, the previous music in the score. It's such a moment of relief and peace. And I love that it, it's entirely harmonic. I mean, you could sort of follow the yeah. highest note in those lush string chords as maybe the melody, but it's uh, to me, mm -hmm. it's evoking that this game's version of the theme of Samus Aran, uh, which is the yum bum bum ba da dum ba dum ba da da dum ba da, that kind of thing that we will hear in the end credits, and we heard yes. in that final command, and we've heard it in minor, um, and it's that sort of almost major Lydian-ish setting of that. Yeah, the harmonies in here are so gorgeous. They're, mm -hmm. And it's that nice balance of simplicity and complexity that we've talked about before. Simple is in it's accessible, yet there is just a hair of tension and dissonance. And to me, well, yeah, that gives Samus as a character so much depth because you feel well, this nuance still... of what she's feeling. 
it, this isn't the period on this. This isn't the the end. I mean, we're going to hear the credits theme, which is the most peaceful and happy and joyous, triumphant moment musically in the game, of course. So yeah, there's still a little bit of uh, some mixed emotions happening in that epilogue theme. So well done, though. I'm really excited to let's do this. This is the last track on our day. It will be also our play out, but let's listen to a little bit of it, talk briefly, and then send you guys on your way. This is the ending from Metroid Fusion. What an effective piece of music. It's such a good wrapping up of this really great and memorable adventure. You were through a lot in this game, really went through a lot of emotions, a lot of turmoil, very challenging game. Uh, And this is just, this is exactly what you want to hear at the end. (laughs) Yeah, it's a great version of rolling credits. And what I love is... Reminds me of old school video game And it's so sophisticated, though. It's so filmic. Mm -hmm. It's like, it has some of the harmonic things that we might associate, yet it has this, like, movie Broadway opening where it's a yump, bump, bump, and then up a minor third, yump, bump, bump, What it is, it's just classy. It's a very classy credits theme. elegant. And it's timeless because it reminds me of the original Metroid as far as like it's very joyous and triumphant, but um, it fits the the music of the score a lot more. Like imagine if yeah. there was something like that original Metroid credit scene, it would just not fit the score at all where this actually fits really well. Yeah, completely. And I love getting, you do get some of the harmonic pad moments too. It really is like a film credits theme where you have some melodic stuff and you have some more textural stuff and it is almost a recapitulation of the game and the experience hearing some of those lydian shifting colors uh that's why i've said this before like if any film composer were to do a metroid film i'd want it to be thomas newman because i think that balance of uh atmosphere and melodicism eclectic instrumentation orchestral mixed with others and then electronic elements man that would be a match made in heaven well guys we're going to send you on your way definitely listen to the rest of this ending theme what an amazing score thanks for joining us i love metroid fusion (laughs) yeah me too this was so much fun i this is great yeah listen to this episode again just because this music's so good i hope you're all staying safe thanks so much for listening everybody we love you guys My name is Carl Brueggemann. And I'm his brother, Will Brueggemann. Have a great week, everybody. Peace out.